0: This episode is brought to you by my signature program, Play Cafe Academy, and my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. If you want to learn more about how you can become a member in either program, head to the show notes or episode description wherever you are listening. Not only do my programs give you the complete blueprint to get from daydream to opening day in your play-based business, it will also teach you how to operate profitably and live the life that you truly dreamed of when you decided to launch this business. So head to the show notes and I look forward to welcoming you inside of my programs. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, when you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. Here in Western New York, our busy indoor playground season typically starts in November and stretches through May. So even though play spaces around me are winding down from our busy open play season, I know that play spaces down south and even across the world are getting ready for their weather to really heat up, sending droves of families looking for indoor play options. So in this episode, I'm going to piggyback a bit off of yesterday's episode where I shared some tips for busy break weeks, and I'm going to share some more things that you can do to prepare for not just a busy week, but really that longer-term busy season. Now, just a quick note here before we get started. I talk a lot in my programs and on my podcast and on YouTube about how to remove as much seasonality from this business model as possible, whether that's through memberships or supplemental revenue streams like summer camps, mobile events, things like that. So I'm not necessarily saying that you cannot make the same amount of revenue all year round. What I'm really talking about in this episode is your biggest volume season. And when I say volume, I mean number of customers in and out, in and out through OpenPlay because OpenPlay is that lower ticket service. It's lower price. So because of that, it increase, It requires a huge volume for us to pay our bills. Whereas those supplemental revenue streams like mobile events and classes and camps and things like that, they require a lot less volume in order to pay the same amount of bills because we charge more for those. So in this episode, just know that when I talk about busy season, I'm really talking about your highest volume open play season. And While busy indoor play season means, yes, increased volume of open play customers, like I just said, it also means an increase in birthday parties, usually those ones with a lot of guests, events, classes, all that good stuff as well. So we're seeing an increase in volume all around and a lot of people in and out of our facility every single day. So during your difficult weather months, whether that be due to extreme heat or snow or whatever the case, Parents of small children are usually looking for as many indoor recreation options as possible. So while your business will naturally get busier during whatever your area's typical indoor play season is, taking a few crucial steps before the busy season comes will prove instrumental in making sure you find success with as little stress as possible because while profit is always important in any business, it's not the only important thing. So if your birthday parties, let's say, increase by 200% in your busy months, but your customer satisfaction is really decreasing and you're finding yourself dealing with tons of complaints, which can also bring on a decrease in employee morale, then your business might not be able to sustain itself until the next busy season because your customer base has been quote-unquote turned off and may seek out your competitors as their go-to hangout. So what I've seen is that a lot of places enjoy this, I don't want to say beginner's luck, but everybody's excited about the new place in town and they want to go check it out. But if they have a bad experience, they're never going back. So even though new play spaces often enjoy, you know, what seems like overnight success over the first couple months, if they don't maintain that customer satisfaction and maintain their facilities, They are going to find failure just as quickly as they found success. All right, so doing these five things before you find yourself in the thick of your busy season can really prevent overwhelm and issues that often arise during this time. All right, so here are these five tips. Number one, make any repairs and schedule deep cleans before busy season. So during our busy winter months, we often extend our hours and increase our classes and events, and we book a lot more weekday parties due to the increase in demand for indoor options. This is great for revenue and for employees looking for more hours ahead of the holidays, but it can make scheduling maintenance or deep cleans or anything like that really difficult because we are constantly in our facility. So I therefore recommend completing any repairs or deep cleans or disinfections, anything like that before your extended hours go into effect or else you may be forced to pay extra fees for cleaning on, or um, for evening or weekend work because generally maintenance and cleaning companies charge more for evenings and weekends or for any work that needs to be rushed. You will, of course, need to keep up with repairs and cleans during your busy months, but having as much scheduled in advance as possible will definitely help as you put together your calendar, and it will help you from feeling constantly overwhelmed trying to coordinate with different appointments with different vendors. All right, next is you should consider refreshing your employee training. It's easier during slower months for employees to become much more quote-unquote lax with certain procedures and tasks, right? They're cutting corners because they can find themselves with more time and more freedom to complete their tasks throughout their workday. However, before the busy season hits, it's essential to make sure everyone is aware of your procedures so that everything still gets accomplished up to your standards, which is the key, even if there is less downtime. So for example, if your team during slower months always waits until bathroom supplies run out to change them instead of checking them each morning and throughout the day, you may want to revisit your procedure because this is a perfect example of getting a little bit complacent and cutting corners. When there's a line of customers and drink orders to fill, the last thing you want is a team member being pulled away, making your customers wait to do tasks like refilling napkins, sanitizer, or bathroom supplies. So having set days and times to fill these or times to check every single day that they're filled and top them off as needed will help keep your customers from having to wait and will keep your staff from running around like crazy people. And right, we want our staff to be as happy just as much as we want our customers to be happy. Another example is having an ordering schedule. So during our slower season, we have the luxury of placing food and grocery orders as needed because it's okay if we have to wait a few days for things to come in. During our busy season, however, if we do not have a set ordering schedule, so for example, Mondays for groceries, Tuesdays for cleaning supplies, Wednesdays for birthday products or anything like that, it's very easy for things to fall through the cracks and for you to run out of crucial supplies and you won't realize it until you need it. When you're in your busy season and run out of items, you will feel the impact much more if you are than if you are in your slow season. So don't let yourself get behind. If you run out of matcha t mix or something like that, you're going to lose out on a lot more sales when you're constantly getting questions about it during that busy volume season. So just keep that in mind. And then next, prepare and automate your marketing strategy. Something that I've noticed inside of Playmaker Society is that One of the first things small business owners push to the side when they're feeling very busy is marketing strategy. They think, well, I have more customers than I can even handle right now. Why would I bother advertising? I'm already at capacity. However, for indoor playgrounds in particular, it's really crucial to stay top of mind during these times in order to continue to amplify sales. So for example, even if you are near capacity every day for open play, there are still parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles who are looking for birthday or holiday gift options or looking to book a birthday party months down the road. And if they're shopping for gift cards or memberships or things like that, A lot of times they're for birthdays that are months down the road, so they're going to be used during your less busy months, which is exactly when you need that revenue and when you need to up your numbers. So while keeping up with email marketing and social media marketing can seem tedious when you're feeling really overwhelmed by demand, it is really important for long-term sustainability. So my suggestion to small business owners is to develop a solid posting schedule before the busy season is in full swing and to automate or delegate as much as possible. So for example, if you're feeling like you can't keep up with Facebook and Instagram posts, sit down and map out your content strategy using that five pillar exercise that I went over in episode four and begin mapping out and planning and batch creating your content now so that you can lean on that when you feel too busy to be inspired to post. It takes me about one hour to schedule a month's worth of social media content. I typically schedule three to five Facebook posts per week and three to five Instagram posts per week. And like I said back in episode four, there's no shame in reusing posts every couple months. No one's going to remember. So doing this leaves me with a few days with nothing scheduled where I can either do a live video instead or I can do an on-the-fly post if I want to share pictures of an event or a party or a class that we're doing that day. Again, this all goes back to that pillar strategy in episode four. Batching my social media posts for the month month saves me a ton of time because I can really get into the zone that way and get all of the pictures and captions written really quickly rather than having to catch up on social media every single day and find a picture and then dream up a caption and think of hashtags. I'm much better at doing this a lot more quickly if I'm doing it all at once. And this tip seems so simple, but it takes a huge amount of mental strain off your plate to not have to worry every single day every single day, about showing up on social media and getting a post out there. If you can even schedule 80% of your posts, it's going to free up more time and more mental energy than you can imagine. And it also frees up your time to answer comments and questions and actually engage with your audience if they are interacting with your posts. I also take a look at our event calendar for several months ahead of time and schedule reminder emails to my list to purchase tickets for the events coming up that week if they're not yet sold out. So not having to worry about the event selling out, thanks to, again, that social media and email marketing, is a huge mental strain that I can now kick to the curb. If you need some more tips about how to schedule and effectively promote events, go back And listen to episode 38 and 39 of this podcast. Again, this seems simple, but once you get it done and allow yourself to really forget about emails and social media posts because you already have them scheduled for a month, only then will you realize how much space these things were taking up in your brain. All right, next is to organize your physical space. So one of the most important tasks on my list as I prepare for our busy season is to declutter all of our cabinets and drawers and organize our office and storage space. Not only do I usually find that tons of party um, and event supplies that got buried in the clutter while I'm organizing, I find so many things that I forgot about, but it helps us save a great deal of time having to sort through and sift through things as we're prepping for parties. When we have six parties every single weekend during our busy season, setup and cleanup needs to be as streamlined as possible. And one quick tip here, we always use command hooks to organize birthday banners and things like that to keep them in view and detangled. And we also have all of our shelves in every cabinet labeled with what is to go in there so that people know that they cannot just shove things in there without regard and close the door and not throwing staff under the bus here, but... You know, it happens if you don't put those systems in place as the owner. That is up to you. If there are no labels or there's no organization process, it's not the staff's fault that it gets cluttered or unorganized. It's on you as the owner to set up those systems. This organization feels amazing every year, and we've even ordered pizza before and made it a team bonding activity because even with good systems, right, things fall behind desks and you need to reorganize and recategorize things and make sure nothing got misplaced. So just get this done and you will find yourself feeling much more calm as you handle the increased volume in your business. All right, my last tip is to create or find a support network. Something that comes in very handy during these crazy months is a network of support that I can call. And what I mean by this is friends, family, and neighbors who can help me either with childcare or cafe-related needs should an emergency come up. And it's not just, you know, oh, I need someone to get trained to work behind the counter. It's, hey, can you, you know, just be on call if I need to grab milk or groceries or pick up an order or something like that? Or, hey, can you help me with scheduling these posts or something like that? There are so many different ways that you can ask for help. Since our busy season happens to be in the winter and coincides with cold and flu season, we get a lot of call ins due to illness during that time. It's not something that you can avoid, especially these days, so it's best to prepare with backups as best you can. It's not always financially possible to hire a ton of additional staff members, plus it's not really fair to them if they're expecting consistent hours and you can't offer them. So having a network of people that you can call for last-minute favors will take a lot of worry and stress off your plate as the business owner, and you can always repay these favors in other ways once your business slows down a little bit. And if I need somebody to help out that isn't really a close family or friend and that I'm actually planning to you know, pay on the books, I pay these temporary employees as 1099 contractors so that it's still on the books, again, if they're not like my spouse or my sister or my mom or anything like that, and can be listed as business expenses come tax time. There are so many ways to prepare your business for a busy season. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So if you would like more support and guidance to navigate the seasonality of your play-based business, we would love to welcome you inside of our Playmaker Society group. And all of the link to join Play Cafe Academy or Playmaker Society or any of my programs is linked in the episode. But regardless of if you decide to join us or not, if you complete these five steps and take these five steps. Uh, tips that I gave you in this episode, you will be well on your way to a happy and healthy, both physically, mentally, and financially busy season ahead. So your play of the day is to make a list and write down these five tips and say, okay, this is how I'm going to implement this tip. This is how I'm going to implement this tip and actually map out a plan that you can start implementing today, whether you need to use Asana for this, however you want to organize your thoughts. Just get everything organized and make sure you start this as soon as possible, even if your busy season is still months away. It's always better to be prepared. All right. Have a great weekend. I will see you with another episode on Monday.